0: To the Take it to
1: the Hello and welcome to another episode of Take It to the Hub. This is Owen Yanker and I'm joined by Will Bodendorfer and Dylan Lee. Dylan's back. How you doing, Dylan? Uh, Hi. Great to be a back. Hiatus there. Are yeah, you, I, was, uh, are you I okay? was gone
0: for a while. There've been it has been a rough ride these last couple of weeks. I just want to thank all the fans who've stayed with me this entire time. You guys have been a great support. All your love, um, the letters, the all emails. All the emails to take the of DHS at gmail.com, oh, yeah. which I'm sure there were tons. <laughs> oh yeah, it means so much to me. I think they had a
1: candlelight uh, vigil actually out front of his house when he wasn't here one yeah. week. So they love you. I yeah. wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Fans love me. <laughs> so it's a rainy day. We're about to get wet and wild here Ooh. on Ticket to the Hub. So slip and slide out back. We'll see what goes on. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to talk about Davis High School sports. So we've got two big basketball games coming up. The men are playing Elk Grove for Break the Record Night, and the women are playing McClatchy. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Break the Record
2: Night is kind of a, it's a yearly tradition, I guess. Uh, we pick out one game, basically, and try and break the record for... Uh, attendance, um, and I think this is the first year we've done it for the girls, Mm -hmm. as well as the boys, Um, so that'll be an interesting thing. That'll be in the smaller gym, uh, the cage, (coughs) as it's called. Um, But yeah, so basically just a really fun event, community event. People come out. But uh, we got some good matchups this year.
1: Yeah, Uh, so we'll start talking about the girls' day of the game first. It's actually this upcoming Saturday, mm -hmm. and they are playing the... uh, Former state champs McClatchy. Yes, they are. But I
0: hear word on the street is them South D.O.G.s are performing at halftime. It's gonna yeah. Be there lit. also
2: is a special halftime performance um, that I would you don't want to miss.
1: So you want to get there early because I don't think they're going to allow standing room. So if yeah, you don't, no, if you yeah, don't, we'll don't we'll get there, get you're not getting in.
2: Um, as far as the game goes, I think uh, obviously this has been a little bit of a uh, it was a rough at first year, you know, for the Lady Blue Devils. Um, but I think they just had a they just. I think they beat Franklin recently by at least it was a double digit win, right. and I think they got off like an eighteen to two start. And Franklin was really good. Uh, they, I think they were something like eleven and three, right. they four were, and zero in conference they before they that game. So yeah. that's a big win. Uh, Rachel Allison went off. I believe she had over twenty points. A lot of threes. Um, so that's um, her team that kind of struggled trying to find you know who's the who's the go to player with you know after the loss of Duncan Tron, and uh, you know Kayla Masolini. Uh, those great players. We had to kind of find – this team kind of had to find their way, but I think that was a definitely a huge win, definitely something they'll be able to kind of ride momentum in uh, to this game. McClatchy's still a very good team, even with the loss of Gigi Garcia. Right to an ACL uh, turn. Who tore her ACL. Um, Would have made it probably a s- strong case for, you know, player of the year in the section, whatever. Um, but, yeah, with her out, uh, McClatchy will definitely not be as good of a team as they can be, or as they were at least last year when they beat the Blue Devils. Um, but I think it'll be an interesting game. Owen, what's your pick for the score?
1: So, I mean, McClatchy's a powerhouse, mm-hmm. but I'm a blue devil. I, yes, you are. I bleed BDP. Yes, you Davis do. is going to win. What's it's going to be 56-52 Davis. Oof. Wow. Taking Huckab. a close
0: matchup. Um, I've got Davis winning as well. 60-51. Um, it's going to stay close That's all game, one. and Davis will pull ahead late. I have
2: the game uh, <clears throat> defensive struggle for the first a uh, couple of quarters. I think the crowd's going to be a large part of the game. McClatchy's going to get a little, you know, get wavered a little bit. Um, I think the game's going to end 39-38 wow. Blue Devils, Annabellinas with a game-winning three. She's, wow. she's mostly a passer, but she's just going to take the shot and make it, and then the place goes wild. So
1: I, okay. you don't want to miss it. Basically. So, interesting little tidbit about McClatchy. They have a player, her name is Cruz, who I believe... Jordan no, Cruz? Jordan Cruz yeah, yeah. in 7th in or 8th grade had neurosurgery, actually, and she's recovered up until this point, and she's actually now their leading scorer. It's a great story. So, interesting that. thing. If yeah. you want to come see her play, get out there should on Saturday. It should be a good game, yeah. So, let's flip flip it to the other side, the big gym. We've got the boys playing Elk Grove on Friday? Yes, I believe it. No,
2: not this Friday. I Next Friday.
1: A, yeah, 29th. So, talk about Elk Grove, Will.
2: Uh, yeah, so we uh, the men's team lost to Elk Grove two weeks ago, uh, an 80-60 to 60 loss at Elk Grove. Um, so, obviously, a 20-point loss, not you know, not what you're looking for in any means. Uh, but Elk Grove is known for having very strong home presence. Um, they you know play teams, they play above their ability when they play at home because it's just that, you know, it's that kind of an environment. Uh, but they're a good team. They've had some close losses, some really good teams. They lost to Jesuit by about four points. Uh, and Jesuit and Sheldon are shaping up to be, you know, the top two teams in the league. So, that's a good, you know, you don't want to lose, but that's not a bad loss by any means, especially when it's only by five points. But yeah, they will be you know there'll definitely be a, a good matchup. Uh, they you know they match up well with the system. You know the way we play, it's kind of an interesting game to watch because they you know they're not afraid to play at that higher pace. Uh, they got a couple good shooters. You know, they're good at finishing at the rim. Um, but I think it should be a good game as well. Um, you know I think both these these matchups you know uh, girls against McClatchy and boys against Elk Grove going to be games that you know they're not easy wins. You know it's not like these were scheduled just so you could definitely get a win on Break the Record Night. Uh, but they'll definitely be interesting games.
0: Um, I've got a, actually something that may be seen as an unpopular opinion for this game uh, leading up to it, um, and I'll just go out and say it. I think Ben Pressel is overrated. I don't buy it. I don't buy in all the hype I around don't. this guy. You know, I, have, I haven't seen the the monstrous potential that everyone's been talking about.
2: Um, I don't, oh, but speaking first, of yeah. speaking
0: of just massive potential, there's one player uh, that I'd like to actually bring up that hasn't been seeing the floor as often as I I would have liked. Um, every time he's been in he's been a, a spark plug for the Davis mm. Davis High he's uh, been nailing threes I would say he has probably the highest three percentage of anyone on the team this year actually um, and you know he's just he's energetic Who he's is all this over this uh, well they call him Mitchell Williams there you go uh, you guess. know I hear he was close to being voted into the All-Star game this year um, he's a big presence big presence and by
1: the all-star game he's heart. referring to the nba, the NBA all-star also, game. there yeah, were yeah. there were a, Absolutely. There was a lot of ballots a of val- val- of they might votes. have been
2: lost somewhere along the voting uh, maybe that's why he didn't yeah. get yeah. i mean the nba
1: is corrupt so yes. it it's i mean it's rigged for
2: sure yeah um but yeah you know mitchell williams he's a
0: he's a scrappy player he's got a big heart he's always out there he's the first one to get to practice last one to leave i mean this is all you know assuming uh, <laughs> word on the street uh and you know from your sources from my sources yeah yeah sources no, I, being I definitely
2: agree mitchell has been a fantastic player you know definitely like the like you mentioned spark plug for sure i would like to go back uh your comments about ben prussell overrated i don't I, I disagree with you uh i'll go out and say Will that it is just without words i don't know the man can shoot he can score he can play d he can rebound what more do you want from him dylan he's
0: inefficient. Uh, he's inefficient he's, uh, inefficient. he's uh. overrated um you want me to throw out some more buzzword adjectives there that I can <laughs> describe him with? Um, he, he's being paid way too much for well, listen what he's that. offering <laughs> his team. Listen. I to that. just don't buy
2: it. Dylan Lee is now calling out Ben Pressel. He yeah, wants ben to see Pressel, something special. you got special. a problem? You can take it up with
0: me. if
1: you are out there listening tonight, you got to step up your game because it's Dylan gonna. Lee is not impressed. All right, so we've been talking about offense. I want to switch it over to talk about the Blue Devil defense. There's mm-hmm. actually been um, a guy that's been getting a lot of rebounds as of lately. He's uh, His name is Will Bodendorfer. Who's that? Let's talk talk about this guy. Overrated. Overrated.
2: Overrated. Um, No, I think it's been um, an area of focus for this team because we're a shorter team. You know, getting rebounds is, you know, one of those things we always have to focus on. Uh, A couple guys have been coming up big on the boards. Will Smith, the sophomore, uh, tallest guy on the team. He's around 6'5", 6'6". But for, you know, being such a young player, he's really filled in. And, you know, he's out there to get boards and play defense and, you know, provide on the offensive end when he needs to, and that's exactly what he's done. So he's done a great job on the boards. Ty McTighe, uh, only about a 6'1 center, more of a Chuck Hayes, if you will. But the man gets boards. He knows how to use his body. His legs body. do kind
1: of look like tree trunks.
2: It just, you know, he's he's a solid body. You know, I mean, you know there's
0: very few there's very few images in, in all of the sports world that really inspire fear into an opponent than watching Tommy McTighe fly down the court. There you go.
1: Fly, fly versus lumber. There you go. I mean... Uh, he moves definitely, but it's not. I don't know about flying.
2: Kryler's been being on the boards, Brian Kryler, when he's you know playing the one, but you know guarding the biggest dude, boxing him out getting the boards. And like you mentioned, the spark plug Mitchell Williams gets in some offensive boards as well too when he's out there and he's able oh, to you yeah. know, just kind of fight for it. So I think rebounding, and I actually think rebounding is going to be a big part of this game, the Elk Grove game. I'm glad you mentioned that because um, you know their team that gets they go inside a lot. They have a couple good shooters, but the rest of the team likes to drive it inside, and you know they'll miss the layup, but they get a lot of second chance points from there guys cuz they they are good boxing out team. So that I actually think, you know, in a close game like this, with little things like that and little effort plays like that are
1: going to make a big difference. So, right. Dylan, you had mentioned Mitchell Williams getting some All-Star votes. There's also yeah. been an All-Star vote controversy controversy, excuse me, in the National Hockey League. Oof. Great segment. Wow. Great. So, will great I know transition uh, there I, our now. listeners might not some know there's silk. a guy named John Scott. Let's John look, Scott. tell me about so, him, Will.
2: Uh, for the People that aren't familiar with the Chell, as Dylan likes to call it, we'll just give you a little rundown of what's going on here. So John Scott, who had played for the Phoenix Coyotes, um, not exactly a all-star caliber player, uh, to put it that way. I don't That's know a matter of stats. I think you would have made it either way. A role player for sure. Not getting a whole lot of shifts there. Um, the way the NHL does their all-star voting, it's a fan vote. Um, and uh, I guess everybody got together decided it would be a great plan. So John Scott was voted the captain of the Pacific Division. Uh, where the Coyotes play, um, even though he plays very little in actual games. Um, and John Scott you know, took it in stride, and he was ready to play in the game. Then the NHL uh, reports have been made that the NHL and the Coyotes uh, tried to ask Scott to step down to not play in the NHL All-Star game. He refused. He said he wanted to do it. And then uh, kind of, uh, let's say, conspicuously, he was traded uh, a couple days ago very from the Coyotes to the canadians who then put him into the ahl which is like the minor league version uh, of the nhl and he was kind of disqualified from all-star voting because he was in a separate league the nhl has since uh, i think today decided that john scott will play in the game he will be a captain so all is good um, but yeah, that's a little rundown of what happened. Dylan, what are your thoughts on? Um, what so this I don't tra- want I don't want to outright
0: say it, uh, but I do want to bring attention, at least suggest that the Illuminati has been involved oh, in this. Okay. Um, you know, John Scott to me represents that classic, you know, American dream rags to riches tale of a of just a uh, a man in his dream making it top. He may it to the be top. Canadian. It is and, hockey. You know, at a certain <laughs> point. Oh, that's true. Well, <laughs> you know, uh, at a certain point, you gotta just you gotta just take a step back and look and think as, as a citizen here. Of uh, the United States of America, what wow. do they? What are they holding you back from? They they don't want us to succeed. You know what I'm saying? Um, Who's it's just they they, just... they being the one percent, <laughs> the uh, the rich people. The, <laughs> wow. The yeah. So I just I don't I don't buy it. You know the John Scott. John Scott's a talented young player. He's really coming up in the league. I'm um, sure he's done his fair share of bouncing back and forth between the AHL and the NHL. You know, uh, nothing a little All Star Game can't fix but at a certain point you got to look at you know the NHL telling this guy to step down the NHL you know i'm sure they blackmailed him sent some of their goons after him i'm sure they've got got a couple of guys on their payroll ready to just beat the daylights out of him should he play in the all-star game which is traditionally you know a pretty non-contact relaxed affair but i'd say to, to John Scott on behalf of all of us uh, in america who are rooting for you out here to just you know watch your back not as a threat as in uh, we're just looking out for you man
2: uh, wow. Yeah. That was deep. Um, I'd like to say, I think it's interesting, you know, the NFL gets this kind of reputation as the no fun league. Um, and the NHL has actually done a great job. They, I mean, their all-star games like a three-on-three. Uh, it's, you know, kind of fun-filled. It's interesting to me. I wouldn't have expected this. The NHL is a league that's known for not being super, you know, at, it is, just, you know, it's not like it's a loosey-goosey, but the NFL is the one that, you know, is really strict with the rules. It's always wants to regulate everything. Um, so I, you know, this isn't something I would have expected from the NHL, and I'm glad. I think they got it right. I think letting him play was the right decision. Uh, and why are you gonna why have a fan vote if you're not gonna listen? to it? Exactly. exactly. They, they set them up for this. Exactly. I mean, it's, yeah. It's,
1: I think baseball does the same exact thing, voting people into the All Star game. The fan, fan vote. Fan vote. Yeah. yeah. So if you 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 have to eat your own words.
2: Exactly. And I think we talked about the fan vote when we were talking about Kobe in the All Star game, him getting voted in. I I mean, I don't see the if you're gonna consider it, if you want to make it a legit event take out the fan vote. If you're fine with it being a fun thing and you don't care who gets in, make it a fan vote. Let everyone enjoy it. Um, but you can't really find a balance. You know, you can't have a fan vote and make it a, you know, legit, you know, part of somebody's career because it's just the fans are playing around. They're going to have fun with it. And they did in the NHL. So that's the fan vote.
1: Yeah. So another thing that happened this past weekend, we had the uh, divisional rounds for the NFL yes, we playoffs. Did. So A we lot s- of good games. So we saw the... Uh, I believe the patriots knocked off the chiefs, Kansas City Chiefs, yes, and Denver knocked off the Pittsburgh Steelers, that's in the AFC, and then
2: Cardinals had their exciting game against the Green Bay Packers and the Seahawks and the Panthers, right? Had an exciting game as well. So, Owen, what are your thoughts? Any anything you're taking away from those games? Any game you want to focus on?
1: Well, I saw the Panthers come out strong against Seattle. I think I believe they were up 21-0, maybe 31 31-0, 31-0 at 1 point. The Panthers are a team you don't want to mess with right now. Mm-hmm. Arizona's got their hands full. They that show, should be a good matchup there. Yeah, weekend. we do Yeah,
2: They forgot to mention the AFC uh, Conference Championship. We have the Broncos and the Patriots. So another matchup against Manning and Brady. And then the NFC, we have
1: the Cardinals and the Panthers. Right, so um, going back to yeah, Panthers-Cardinals, um, the Seahawks are a run-heavy team, mm-hmm. which is not the same with the Arizona Cardinals. Carson yeah. Palmer is a, you know, a pass QB. When Russell Wilson passed last weekend... He got picked off.
2: Yes, he did. So. And he wasn't as effective. He had a cut. There's a couple drives where he was able to scramble, and that's what kind of got the Seahawks uh, offense rolling, and, and you know almost led them to a comeback. We ended 24-31. Um, so I think that's really how they got the offense going. I don't know if Carson Palmer's athletic enough. I mean, he is. He's not a Peyton Manning. You know, he's not immobile in the pocket, but he's nowhere near as athletic as Russell Wilson. So, and that's kind of what got the Seahawks offense going and allowed them to make a comeback. Um, so I really don't see. I, I don't think he'll be able to pick them apart passing. Um, Palmer won't, and I think they're gonna have struggles with the run game. Yeah. Um, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Panthers come out to another early lead, and the Cardinals are gonna have to fight their way back to you know keep this game close.
0: Well, something that you got to look at for all these remaining teams is that they all all four of them have excellent defenses, some of the top in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, and say what you will about you know the the patriots and and stuff but their their defense does end up getting the job done you know yeah. like
2: 99% of the time but you're all right the broncos cardinals and panthers are all ranked very yeah, high yeah. yeah yeah
0: um and so you got to you got to look at uh the panthers this year and they're obviously a legitimate contender uh maybe even the favorite at this point uh they remind me a lot of the seahawks from a couple years ago with the strong defense you know really solid offense but i honestly think when it comes down to it defense is going to be how they win games I'm not convinced that Cam Newton has what it takes to, you know completely close out playoff games by himself as we saw you know he yeah, almost anything. blew it yeah. last week uh, against Seattle um especially when he's going up against guys like uh Tom Brady you know who have been here done it before very well um for years now and so I think I think I have the Patriots beating the Broncos this time, getting revenge for their what was their first loss at that time Right to, the bro- to Brock Osweiler, an embarrassing yes. loss. That was poor, yes. But I think I think Tom Brady is out for revenge this time, and obviously you know another Super Bowl. He takes it, um, wins it right now, uh, makes it to the Super Bowl against Cam um, Newton and the Panthers. But in the end, I say Patriots again.
2: Look at that. Um, I th- I believe it's some. I believe the stat is. Something like the last ten Super Bowls have been won by either Ben Roethlisberger, or Tom Brady, or Peyton Manning, or Drew Brees. Basically what I'm saying is it takes a veteran quarterback to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, so this yeah. is how it appears in this league. However, that being said, I think Cam Newton is having one of the best years of, uh, we've ever seen at the quarterback position, which is saying a lot uh, with all the great quarterbacks we've seen here. Um, and I think, I think we're going to see a guy in the next two games just go absolutely off. I think he's going to put the team on his back and I think the Panthers are going to win. I know the Panthers are going to win against the Patriots because I wow. think the Patriots will beat Pretty the Broncos. Confident. But I think the, I think the real Super Bowl here is this NFC Championship game. I think the AFC Broncos are kind of beaten up. The Patriots have too many holes. Uh, I mean, they have Brady, but at, the, at this point the offense is basically just Gronk and maybe Edelman, um, and I think the NFC
1: Championship game, whoever wins that is going to win the Super Bowl. So I don't know if my credibility is totally gone after my – Brian Hoyer, yeah, you Houston, did pick Houston the Texans, in the Super, Bowl. Super Bowl MVP pick. But um, I'm going to I'm gonna keep it. I'm not going to go the conservative way. I'm going to say Denver Broncos defeat the Carolina Panthers in the Super Bowl. Wow. Peyton Manning is injured this upcoming weekend against the mean New England pass rush. Okay. He's out for the Super Bowl. Brock Osweiler Steps leads the way. In. Wow, look at that. Quarterback so of the Osweiler future in Denver. Newton. Osweiler-Newton. That'd be a
0: matchup. You call Osweiler the quarterback of the future? Osweiler does not have what it takes to be the quarterback of the future, let me tell you. If he's a quarterback of your future, the future is very dark in Denver. If
1: anyone can see the future, it's him. He's six foot eight. He can see farther than any of <laughs> us. So we're gonna play our game now. We're gonna do Did a little over under.
2: It's been a long it's been a long time. I think yeah. yeah,
1: we haven't played this in a long time. Eaton doesn't play really any games with us. He doesn't enjoy he's, it. Yeah. I mean he's a playful guy. Who is this Eaton character that you guys are trying to you. replace he me filled, with? Yeah, it wasn't well Seems done.
0: like a cheap knockoff at best. So,
1: what yeah. I'm going to do is I'm going to throw some topics at Will and Dylan, and they are going to tell me whether they think it's over or underrated. Okay. So, topic one, Nick Saban. Um, great coach,
2: fantastic coach, maybe the best Alabama coach of all time, uh, depending on what you think of Bear Bryant. The man is also 5'6". So, I'm going to, again, let me, sorry. Like the let me slow down size. here. Definitely underrated. The fact that at five six, five five ish he controls this much power and he's seen as this powerful of a figure is insane. I would compare him to Napoleon, so underrated. Alright. Um I'm gonna go with overrated,
0: you know, he's a really good coach, but he's also been dealing with, you know, pretty much the most talented teams for his entire career. And it's not it's not really that out of the ordinary to do what's expected of you as a coach for a team like Alabama, so I'm going to go with overrated. You know, he's pretty uh, he's pretty consistent, but nothing spectacular. He's just working with really good talent
1: on his teams. <laughs> Topic number two, Chip Kelly, another coach.
2: Oh, yeah. Um, overrated, I'm going to say. I think people think he's going to resurrect the Niners here. Uh, I have a couple fun facts about Chip Kelly, for those of you who don't know. Um, a, he, uh, according to, again, these are all according to sources, he did... Um, piss tests every single day at the e- when he was with the Eagles. For himself? for No, no, for the Eagles. Well, that would be an interesting Is he a one. steroid user? I I this is know. interesting.
1: Is Chip Kelly a steroid user? I don't know. I have not yet met a coach who used steroids, but I mean, would that enhance their coaching abilities? Probably. That's a great... Kelly, if there's a this coach is who's going to try I, it,
2: Chip Kelly would try it. That's a great topic. Um, so he... What was he saying? Yeah, so he uh, piss tests every Eagle, Eagles player every day before practice. I don't, that must have gotten old so fast. Um, B... Uh, the man that has written two biographies about Chip Kelly uh, has had trouble accounting for a six-year period in his life between his last game as a college player and his graduation. I don't know what happened in the six-year span. I'll tell you what Is saying. he a Russian steroids. spy? Steroids. I don't know. Um, he was probably using steroids. Nick Aliotti, who was the defensive coordinator at Oregon with him uh, for six years, this man coached side by side for six years, says that he never had a conversation with Kelly about the men's families. He just doesn't talk about it. Steroids. The man only thinks about football, and according to Owen, steroids. So again, overrated. He's I mean, crazy.
0: I don't see anything wrong with only thinking about football, but I too am gonna have to go with overrated. You know, Chip Kelly talks a big game about his, you know, up tempo offense. He's trying to tire out other teams. Uh, you know, you're gonna you're gonna talk the talk, you gotta walk the walk. I am not convinced that Chip Kelly can even run a half mile without completely losing it himself. <laughs> he he really just he talks a big game. But when it comes down to it, I don't think he could run the offense that he talks about. And if you yeah. can't do that, you can't get the respect of anyone around you.
1: So, do you guys believe that this is a quick fix that the Niners are trying to do, or are they trying to weasel their way out of the Kaepernick situation and just still use him as their quarterback well, he, with Chip Kelly's yeah, offense? that's my thing.
2: I think the the one reason
1: um, this this might work is
2: that Kaepernick fits this system perfectly. Right. Uh, this is the system that Kaepernick needs. He'll be on the you open. You mean he's not ready. a very
0: good quarterback?
2: Well, maybe he's a system quarterback. People have been known to be that. So I think uh, that's the one reason this might work, is because then we don't have to draft a quarterback. You don't have to worry about having a guy learn the playbook and all that and go through those years of development. If you have Kaepernick, you can start building on other sides of the team. Um, so I think there's a there's a slim chance this works out. There's also a
1: chance this blows up and is absolutely horrible. So So our next topic, what okay. do you think about replacing people with robots in sports? Are we talking about, like, refs? And I'm talking about refs, players, 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 whatever you want to talk about. Over, um, overrated or underrated? So here's, robots and sports. Robots and
2: sports. I'm going to say overrated. Um, because I think, as much as people don't want... To, this might sound weird. I think error, even by umpires, refs, whatever, is part of the game. Right. So think of a game as perfectly called... Because like, I'm assuming that's what a robot would do. Um, I don't think... I think maybe in baseball you can make a case for it because there's the the pitch zone. I mean, you know, strikes and balls. But that's really an integral part of the game. No, it is. But I think having a robot there, you know, could add more, you know, make the game more uniform. Right. Um, But I think in basketball, you know, talking about foul calls and such, those things are such up to, you know, what the ref, how the flow of the game is going and such. I think, you know, robots in sports, especially in the ref position, wouldn't work so overrated. Honestly, how many movies
0: and books need to be written and made about, You know, the fact that we cannot just take robots and put them into everyday activities like this without them starting to develop a mind of their own, starting to get some kind of a complex, thinking that thinking that they're better than the humans that created them, sooner or later they're going to kill us all. We need to stop this before it starts. For this year we cannot have robots entering into our professional sports.
2: So overrated, is what you're going Absolutely to? overrated. For those of you keeping track at home, Dylan has talked about the Illuminati today, um, the robots taking over the world, and we still have got a couple minutes
1: left. So, stay tuned. We'll see. So, topic number five now: the Cleveland Cavaliers. Last night, they absolutely were shut out by the Golden State Warriors, one thirty-two to ninety-eight, and it was not even close. Speaking of robots,
2: uh,
1: I'm not
0: entirely convinced that Steph Curry is a human being, and. And I don't mean that as a compliment. In that, oh Steph Curry, he's so good, he's automatic. He's he's such a good shooter. Um, I truly think that he's doing something uh, very suspicious with himself, his body uh, as an athlete. You know, I'm I'm not saying the steroids or some kind of new steroid out there that makes you just. Do you think that there is a link
1: between Chip Kelly and his steroids coming to San Francisco and Steph Curry being on the Golden State Warriors? (laughs) Is there a is there a connection there? Chip
2: Kelly and his steroids is. The only source of that is you thinking that that well, I'm, I'm a pretty game. credible
1: source. I did pick Brian Hoyer as my Super Bowl
2: MVP. <laughs> there you go. Um,
0: I picked the Astros at one time. Uh, I'm still talking about we've it. Been,
2: we've had a hit-or-miss relationship with, you know, Texas sports so far. <laughs> um, yeah, let's see. Cavaliers, uh, I would say, I think a lot of people, people have made the argument that that, you know, final series uh, was, um, you know, kind of a... Throw away because the Cavs are all injured and beat up, and Kyrie certainly still isn't at full health. Um, but I think, especially with Kevin Love, this team we can see this team still has a lot of growing to do. This Cavs team, uh, I don't think they're ready to win a championship now, and they may not be this year with the way you know Love. I think Love had like three points, maybe yeah, it's five. Terrible. He played horribly, and you can't have that from a guy that's supposed to be when Kyrie's injured your second best player. So I think there's no way this team uh, is. Ready for a championship this year, um, or at least at this point in the year. They're going to have to do a lot of growing, so at the moment, overrated.
0: Yeah, for sure, no team from the East. I think uh, the Spurs and the Warriors are definitely too good this year to uh, give any chance I think,
2: just like in the NFL, uh, like I said, the NFC Championship game is going to be the real Super Bowl. Bowl. I think in the NBA, the Western Conference Finals are going to be the real NBA Championship. All right. That'll do it. Good stuff. We're going to wrap up our episode here. Thank you guys for listening. Email. Take the bhs at gmail.com. We're still waiting mm-hmm. on we'll, if you have a hot topic, we'll discuss Anything, it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, that'll do it. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Take it